Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to the Friday Happy Hour live chat edition of Dumb Money Live, where we talk about what moved the markets, moves your money, and what we're watching for next week. And today, all the juicy details of the million dollar Pokemon box break event in Vegas over the weekend. Uh, we had a Dumb Money party for the Discord mods and some of the very active members of the community who are fast enough to grab a very limited number of tickets that were available. But first things first, let's wake up the YouTube algorithm them together by tapping the like button. That's all I ask. Just a gentle tap to the like button, because that is what lets YouTube know that we are on the air. Woo! What a week, guys. Thank you. What a week. I yeah, it was it was a it was a kind of crazy week. Um, if you so if you're wondering why there are so many faces in the thumbnail, those are all people who were at our event. Uh, Graham, Andre, Kevin, Jeremy, all the Millennium Money you guys, uh, Steve Aoki, Gary King, Pokemon, uh, Charizard, Pikachu. I don't know who else is there. Uh, dude, are like so many of our mods. Uh, and like not every mod because a couple had travel issues, but they were all planning on being there all the OG mods at least and dude I'm gonna tell you something right now. I had so much anxiety about this weekend uh, I'm still stressed from it because the whole time I was thinking we are not a normal Community like like everyone says they're a community, but I think a lot of channels are one way They I know they respond in comments maybe even better than us, but like our community brings us most of our thesis these days, right? Our investment thesis. And we truly do owe our community more, I think, than any other creator, because without them, I think we're really not the same dumb money anymore, right? Like we would go back to just being just our ideas. Most of the ideas we talk about are born out of our community. And I wanted to thank them, right? And I just wish it wasn't a COVID year because once we started playing this party, we found out that we could not do a huge event. It had to be yeah. really small. They limited us to a hundred people at this venue. The larger venues back when we were playing this were turning us down. And I so apologize to everyone out there that wasn't able to make it. I want them to know that we will do something again in the future. It will likely be way more, way larger and more inclusive. But going into the weekend, guys, I wanted to talk to every person that that came out. And I think, I'm pretty sure that I did. I'm pretty sure that that Friday night event and a few others on Saturday, I spoke to every single member of our community that was able to make it out. Yeah, and I tried was... to speak to everyone. I'm not sure that I actually did. I do want to... Uh give a shout out to uh, Ben Ferguson. He uh, made it from Scotland and despite a travel ban preventing people from, oh, you're, you're putting your hat on? Let, let me get mine. Jordan can't because Jordan left Vegas too quickly and didn't get his. So I didn't leave it too quickly. Like, right? The, uh, the story is, well, I haven't even tried this on. Does it fit? Oh, perfect. Chris, you're doing it wrong. Or is yours different than mine? No, I mean, so it's supposed to be a mustache. I thought yes. it was like a wig thing. Oh my gosh, dude, that's actually even cooler. Oh my so, God, Jordan, I can't believe you don't have yours, dude, right now. So Ben, uh, because there's a travel ban, he couldn't go, he couldn't go from Scotland to uh, Vegas. So he had to go to the Bahamas first for a 14 day quarantine to get his passport stamped and then come in from the Bahamas through Fort Lauderdale to uh, Vegas. And because of all of that, his like he missed a flight and couldn't make it to our party. He did make it to the Pokemon event and he told me that story. And I was like, well, I've got to tell that story the next time we do a Dumb Money Live. So that is why we're wearing our Scottish stuff because he brought us this goodie bag. Jordan, you, you're you gonna be excited about this. There's uh, Scottish shortbread. There's caramel or caramel, depending on which part of the country you're in. Uh, there's Miss Tilly tablet. What the heck is a tablet? Huh. Dude, Different you kind of... didn't get the best thing. You didn't Did you get, get the this? best thing, Dave. The flag, the flag is cool. But there are these like cakes that he sent that he could put in mine. Maybe just I got the cakes. They were like basically. Do you remember those like things that used to be chocolate covered with like cream inside and cake inside? Ding dongs. Remember ding dongs? Basically, it was their version of a ding dong, and it might have been the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Ben, thank you so much 
It was freaking incredible. And we have liquor, right, Dave? Do we have uh, liquor that yes, he brought home and I, for us? I have for all all of us. He brought us Glenfiddich 12s, little uh, little bottles, and <laughs> apparently this for is a Scottish guys. treat. Um, yeah, they're either they're either mini bottles or I'm a giant. But he brought this orange uh, iron brew, which in Ireland they they also had this like uh, this red soda and Irish whiskey that they would mix, and that was like a thing at every bar. So I'm guessing, and I haven't done my I didn't do my googling yet, but I'm guessing that this is a classic Scottish uh, cocktail. You guys are coming over to my house tonight for a little pre-party before we go out. Jordan, to tonight, are you right? coming to that? Wait, what am I going to? Are you going to our dinner guys tonight? Guys' dinner tonight? Yeah. What? what? No, I've got, uh, my, no, my girls are like performing at halftime at this thing at the school, and then I've got to go to College Station in the morning. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. We'll do it plus again. The you you did the last one and uh, that, that uh, I had to miss. And Chris, did you go to that one? No. I was I out of town. the last one, so tonight we'll do it right. Um, but so here's the best thing, guys. My highlight, and I had a lot of highlights, and we'll talk about them from this weekend. It was incredible. But I think my ultimate highlight was hanging with people from our community Friday night, although I will admit this. To anyone I hung out with, you'll notice that I kind of was like half there. It's because I was so nervous and had so much anxiety about that whole weekend and the Pokemon party. I apologize. Next time we do this, we're just going to pay a bunch of money, have someone handle everything for us. I don't want to have any stress. I just want to show up and hang out. Like Didn't you pay a bunch of money out. and have those? I mean, I, it was a very coordinated event. You paid money for that, right? The po well, the Pokemon was coordinated. I was working for three months on it, dude. Like, and it, it was just high anxiety. So anyway, we also had a talk. All right, new news. News that you guys probably already know. Uh, we have a really cool documentary that's been filming for almost a year now about the democratization of money and the meme economy and all the stuff that's been happening from GameStop to crypto to NFTs to 15 million new investors coming into the market, where financial creators, where is it all going? And somehow, you know, dumb money has become part of this movie now and our community, it sounds like is going to have a Pretty, you know, decent little, uh, you know, area of focus oh, in that, the that's film. What I the the Dogecoin millionaire was also at the event, and he's he's in our thumbnail. That's that's why he's there. I think he's a main character in the film, and the film crew was out at our party, and that was really cool that we're getting to share that experience with the community, at least with a lot of y'all that were at the event, who are possibly going to be in this film now. I thought that was super cool. Um, but man, my favorite thing for the weekend was just getting to hang with our mods and with people from the community, man. It was so, dude, how cool is that, Jordan? Like talking awesome. Peloton in person with Peton gains. I mean, yeah. Bill, <laughs> right? I mean, that was, that was pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, it was year. great meeting everybody. Like I, you know, I got to talk to people that, uh, and like put faces to, you know, YouTube handles. It was awesome. I thought it was, you know, a really good time. Dude. Oh, by the way, Laguna Eye Capital passed their 7 and 63. Congrats. That's actually super sweet. Uh, congratulations, man. Um, but, okay, so how about the... Uh, so we had the Friday night party. It was at can, the Virgin can, Hotel. Can we these off? I'm getting a little... Yeah, yeah. I'm getting itchy. But, uh, so our party at <laughs> the Virgin great. Hotel was great. I was not happy with the Virgin Hotel in general, though. I thought that place was a real disappointment relative to the hard rock that was there for many, many years, if not decades. Um, but the party was fun. The shag room was fun. Um, what, it was shocking. Graham showed up. Graham Stefan showed up at the party. Uh, I think yeah, it was... There, um, like every, All the Millennium Money guys, Andre didn't make I don't it. think Andre showed up at the, the party. party. But we but, went, had breakfast with him. At, and uh, yeah. I haven't yet watched it, but Kevin did like 40 minutes Andre's house. He was, he was just creating content every single time I looked. His camera's out and filming something. Dude, I dude, I have... Kevin, meet Kevin. The he's guy's the, an he animal, is the best. dude. He, yes. he, he, he didn't, he's in Vegas, and he did not, literally did not stop. I mean, the guy did not stop, whether it's creating content or, or just hanging. Like, he was going 24-7. Like, even after our Pokemon party Saturday night... You know, I was texting with him. I was so wiped out. I'm like, dude, I, I'm, I just had a steak and a glass of wine. I texted that picture to you, Dave. I was like, I just needed alone time just to like have that and pass out. 
But that guy has so much energy. I also, my other favorite part was going to Andre's house and seeing his studio guys. Uh, Andre Jick, his that guy is so talented, so freaking talented, so talented with his productions. And it was really cool getting to see his studio and just kind of how he goes about doing what he does. Because yeah, we look up to process. these guys from he is, a from He's a really good form. at telling stories and explaining concepts. I, I love watching his stuff. Uh, Jeremy was there the whole time. I mean, he, he was awesome to hang with. And, of course, in the, the maybe another one of my favorite moments was, you know, Graham somehow missed the auction or Pokemon auction. But Somehow, at some I, point, it was not well publicized. You must admit that I, a lot of people missed the auction. I didn't know the auction was happening, or I, I might didn't. Have bought one. I didn't even know it was happening. So, so yes. you, you can't. So, you, you have to blame us, not uh, people, for not knowing because I didn't. But know. It, but it, but at some point on Friday night, Graham had made a decision in his head that he must participate in the auction. He, he, he had to find a box, and so I basically spent the next twenty-four hours trying to get one of the other auction winners to sell their pack, excuse me, their pack to Graham. And these are like $15,000 packs, right? And so, but you know, Graham, he, he's he's so smart with his money that he didn't want to like go crazy and overbid. So he kind of had this number in his head and we kind of couldn't make it work, but then he found someone to make it work. He but found he, one on his own. And if you've watched, he dropped a video of him opening <laughs> that box and the whole story behind it on his like, on his eighth channel, the family, which... <laughs> I mean, I feel like I knew these people because I've watched their videos so much. I mean, I've met Graham and Jack and Macy, but I haven't, like, seen their whole, like, production. When You know, when, when I was at his house the last time, we just filmed a thing and then I left. But it was cool to get to hang out longer. It was. They were all way, I think, even way nicer and cooler and more authentic than they come off as. Uh, all the way down to, like, you know, Graham sniffing and other Macy. She was... Super sweet, kind. Um, they were all really cool uh, to all of us that were visiting their hometown, their new hometown of Vegas. We appreciate that. And hopefully we get to do it on a regular basis, all of them. Uh, I think, uh, you know, people are commenting. What were some of the... My other favorite part, he's on the crackhead singer. That is no crackhead singer. That guy, uh, Jason, is literally the voice of Pokemon. We had him there to sing the Pokemon song. I think he was the star of the show. I think he that guy it, like, drew the audience in. Like the audience was kind of starting to like you know check out a little bit, and he came on stage and he was. Yes. Yeah. So guys, if you so do if you nothing watch the to replay, watch, yeah, I, I've I've trimmed it down so it goes straight from our little opening theme song right into the song because the comedian was right. a little bit slow uh, for right. for the pace of the video. A little. Um, a little. Yeah, so we, we if you watch the replay, you'll get to go straight into the song, and then uh, you have to watch four hours of card unboxing, which um, sounds sounds super interesting to watch on uh, on TV. But yeah, we we did not pull a Charizard from our first edition box, but we did pull two Charizards from the Shadowless box that could be worth I think it could be worth a hundred thousand each. Uh, depending on their condition, so we had so decent. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm just showing some B-roll from uh, Graham's videos. This was actually at our party that he took this. <laughs> um, that's his girlfriend Macy vlogging. They oh all had their cameras out. It was it was great. It 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 was it was. I would like to experience that weekend again and not be as stressed about having to perform for the Pokemon event and like organize and be. I didn't know Graham got on the drums, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he got in trouble. He was. Uh, he was, he was not supposed to do that. <laughs> the oh, man. Hey, well, was like, they were hardcore. But you, you knew that Graham was a drummer, though. He, in his last, uh, in his in his original first studio, I think, he built uh, like a little drum section. Um, I don't, I, yeah, you're right. I do kind of remember that. Listen, guys, here's the thing. We're going to do this again. We're going to do it bigger. I don't know exactly when, but we're going to work on our channel this next year. We're going to continue to hopefully produce great content, hopefully get some big wins. And I hope that we can do a much bigger, more inclusive party with the entire community. Uh, maybe it will be in Vegas again. Maybe it will be next year. Uh, you know, we do have that uh, Discord community run public account, which is the dumbmoney.tv forward slash public. If you sign up for it right now for free, you will get a free stock and all the money that we get paid from public for you signing up under dumbmoney.tv forward slash public will actually go to the account 
that our Discord community and you guys get to choose what to do with. I have a feeling that you're going to want to use it yep. for a party. So like maybe that's how we help fund this next party that Dumb Money is going to do. Of course, we'll end up putting money out of our pockets as well. Because like I want to see more of our community. I do want to party when we really come out of this pandemic and we're not worried. We're not having to all wear masks and we could just really chill out. Uh, that will be next, hopefully next. Hopefully. Yeah, that, that'll be great. Um, I think it's funny that I have a few photos, but... I didn't even think to like bring a camera to, to take any footage. It's completely unprepared. That's so disappointing, Dave. Like you're the person that should should be thinking about that. <laughs> no, but I was I was more interested in talking to people in the community. Um, oh, by the way, yes, uh, Dylan uh, was there. Dylan, uh, right. Dylan, the ice cream kid from TikTok was there. We're starting a company with him. Uh, he did not was not able to stay for the Pokemon event on Saturday. But if he was able to stay. I was going to have him do some ice cream tricks, but he will be, whenever we do another event, we'll make sure to get Dylan back out. Also, you know who I loved having there that really changed it up? We had a few ladies from the community who I super appreciate. Who, who do we have? I think we had a couple, right? I, I met Lisa Autry. I didn't actually get to Lisa see her. Lisa Autry, party, I met her. But when I was checking into the hotel, she was right behind me. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. She was, gr she was super sweet. Um, seemed like she was having a good time. <clears throat> she was pretty chill at our party. Uh, you know, also we had Kayla and Kyla, the TikTok creators, who came out. And that was awesome. Kayla came out on Saturday. Kyla was out Friday night and Saturday. They're both some of my favorite TikTok creators. Kyla, I just absolutely love all the stuff she's been doing on Twitter and TikTok recently. Yeah, Robin Hood Kid is Kayla. Uh, Kyla uh, is the funky, uh, just, just quirky financial TikToker who can make any subject funny and interesting. Uh, so at least we had a handful of females there. Not a lot, but we had a few females in the mix. Man, it was it was great though, dude. Like what an amazing weekend. I'm so glad it's over and I'm able to de-stress though, because I didn't want to disappoint anyone that flew out there for the weekend. And I hope we didn't disappoint y'all. I hope you, you felt like you got to spend a little bit of quality time with us and chat. I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, Pedro and Leon, it was so cool. To have them out meeting everyone, you you constantly hear from Pedro and Leon in the Discord chat. But now you know that the they're actually real people and they're super cool and kind, uh, just like we told you Leon was. So man, it was great. What do you guys want to talk about? I yeah, let us know what, in the comments what yeah what do you guys what do you guys about? want us to talk about? Today? I, we have no plans today because I just needed a de-stressor episode. Like I didn't want to have to talk about. In particular, I mean, today. we could talk about the uh, strikes. You know, the entertainment industry is about to be on strike. Looks like what? Uh, I didn't hear about oh, that. What I, I've not been on the news. What happened, Dave? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, the entire like all the production people are uh, are wanting to strike because I'm actually sure, but I'm guessing they're not being paid enough, or their hours are too long, or something like that. Um, and I, I, they probably are not getting paid enough, and their hours are too long. Um, oh but no! This I don't need this for my right Netflix, now. Dave. Is that why Netflix is down today? Oh, could be. I did not need that for my Netflix. How much oh. is that? 2% or something? So, it's uh, a few bucks. But yeah. Looks like uh, workers for the cereal maker uh, Kellogg and Oreo Mondelez went on strike recently to demand better benefits like vacation pay. Yeah, that was, uh, a few, that was like a month ago, right? Nurses at Kaiser Permanente voted to strike this month. Uh, Hollywood oh. crews plan to strike Monday if they can't secure better benefits, hours, and workplace treatments. Uh, and it looks like... Uh, the hourly pay increase for U.S. workers last quarter of a year ago is 4.6%. Walmart, CVS, and Costco are among those who upped the minimum wages to $15 an hour. Uh, Target is giving free college tuition. Walmart is. Also. Yes, I saw that. I think we're reading the same news story. Uh, by <laughs> by the way, I, I listen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trade on that information. The Bitcoin ETF. How about the BTC Bitcoin ETF? That's kind of interesting. I have that other Bitcoin vehicle that's the publicly traded, GBTC, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I only bought it for like a short term because I wasn't able to get money into Coinbase quick enough to buy Bitcoin at some point. And then Bitcoin jumped and now I'm up like 100% and I feel like I can't sell it because I don't want to take the tax hit. So yeah. I'm in a real bind, like what do I do because I, I don't want to be in that because they charge really high fees. But at some point, I got to get out of that. And you either into sell like it or you other keep it. That's, those are, you've got yeah. two options. 
Listen, I think the Bitcoin ETF is it's, it's a good thing. Um, you know, like I think that's what part of what's been driving kind of this Bitcoin run lately. At this point, I don't have a strong feeling short term on crypto or Bitcoin or anything else. I might I have the same long term thoughts I've always had, which is as they become too big to fail, the value exponentially increases as we start to get more institutional money. Uh, into crypto and Bitcoin specifically. So that thesis hasn't changed. I don't know if that thesis takes three years to work out or six years or nine years, but I don't think it's too big to fail yet. I do think we're headed in that direction. So that's the only thing Coinbase I care about. What do you think Coinbase is going to do? Because it, you know, it IPO'd and then came out and went down, but it looks like it's strong again. It seems to, I, seems to also go in line with what Bitcoin and crypto prices in I general think, are doing. Dave, I think Coinbase NFT is something worth watching. And like the next couple of weeks, I, I don't know how long it'll take them to roll this out. I'm on the list. I'm on the wait list. Did you guys join when I sent it to you? I did not wait get list? on the list. Please, but I'm... please do. I texted you to the OG Varsity, um, the Varsity group. I texted you a link. Please enroll under my link because I need to, the, the more people enroll under my uh, link, the higher I move up on the list. So uh, by the way, uh, I'd like to put that link right now. You don't mind into our <laughs> into our episode. Link? Are you getting are you getting paid by Coinbase? You have to disclose. I'm not getting paid, paid by, by Coinbase. I'm not getting paid. I this just gives him priority. He's one of the priority. I just have. move up higher. All, all that happens. Oh, now Terrence did it. I guess. Hold on. I just move higher in the priority list. That's it. And so here's the deal. Um, let me just do this. Don't steal my moment. Don't, don't throw your own link in there. Uh, but I think that the NFT deal for Coinbase could be huge, but I'm not going to say it's huge yet. I want to watch it. I want to watch the launch. I want to see how good their UI is because I do think for most people dealing with the wallet situation and dealing with, you know, open is less than ideal. And I think if Coinbase pulls something off, I think it could be absolutely huge. Please use my link. It doesn't cost you anything to sign up. I just posted a guy to sign up for the Coinbase waitlist for their NFT marketplace. And there's over a million people that signed up in the first 24 hours. It could be a game changer. And I will so invest in Coinbase they again. in existing what? NFTs to Coinbase? Or are they just, is it like a new platform to launch NFTs on? It, I, I think it's a, it's a marketplace, right? So it's an well, I mean, NFT marketplace like OpenSea to where right. you can now trade them yeah, that's what they announced it was going to be and i don't know the degree of traction it will get so i'm going to put i'm going to have a wait and see on this marketplace but if it starts to hit in the first few days and if it gets the right buzz and it looks like they're going to going to start to steal from open i will go in back into coinbase potentially heavy i think they need something dave uh i think they truly do need something to kind of juice the energy in that stock and that could be it all right what else guys let's see people want to hear about the flights the uh i am holding netflix through earnings oh the flights jeez man oh dude this is the craziest story of the trip our flights all got canceled dave like one in the morning we got a did any of our our people flights get canceled any of our uh doesn't seem like it just us i guess they're smarter than us we flew Southwest. Well, will the problem I think is, you know, Southwest was having operational difficulties because uh, on Friday they basically had some sort of problem at their Florida location, and the way their their planes are routed, it's not like it's not like a plane just goes back and forth between two places. They do like hops around, like not the spoken hub well, yeah, format, so, but the other. Yes, yeah, so they don't do the hub and spoke model that like most of the major carriers do. And because of that, once one thing goes wrong, then it dominoes their entire platform. And then on top of that, we happen to be flying into their main hub city where a lot of flights go through. And there was weather that they could blame it on. Their initial tweet was, oh, it's weather. It's weather in Dallas that canceled it. But turns out that I mean, it's just, my they flight was supposed to land at like anywhere. four and that weather didn't hit until like, you know, yeah. eight and I or checked nine. Flight aware. The, my flight that was supposed to the plane that was supposed to come in was canceled. And so there was no way my okay. plane was going to get. So I was on flight aware looking for any flight that was making it to Vegas that I could get out on. Yeah. American got me home. So Jordan wasn't messed. If you want to hear the full story, Jordan? go to Hey There Dave here 
and uh, watch that video. But Jordan, you weren't messing around. Like you're like, hey, this is a problem, and I need to be home for my daughter. It's true. And I mean, you, were, got, you and your we've wife, got a daughter Adrian. with health problems, and so yeah. you know, I so Dave, whatever he was doing, he found a flight. I was yeah. all over everything that morning, and we didn't I found find a flight. anything. So we went. We went the we rented a car. It was awful. And for half a second, for half a second, I found a flight that if on your drive you would have had yeah. to pass through like I don't know Phoenix or something. And I found yeah, a flight right? for you, but yeah. by the time I sent you the link, that one. Was... Yeah, we started looking for that, and there was nothing. So like they they had flights out of what what was that city uh, in uh, Arizona? Was it in Arizona? I think. I remember. Anyways, so like we got to we we were we were thinking we were gonna fly out of that city, but no, it was like three connections, and it was like three grand a ticket or something. And I'm like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. So you drove, it was like a 14 hour drive if you went straight. How many hours did you do it in? Oh, uh, Flagstaff, that was a city. But um, no, it was, a, it was a 16 hour drive if you did it straight, I think. Yeah, um, we stayed the night in uh, Tucumcari, New Mexico on Bonvoy points, which by the way, it only, only 10,000 Bonvoy points, Dave. That is the really? least that I've spent on a hotel ever. And the hotel was new and nice, like it was, it smelled better than the uh, Virgin Hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah, I have like, I the, well, it doesn't, a not, little bit any ratchet. casino is going to smell bad because the indoor yeah. smoking just seems like a completely different era. Like, how yeah. does that still exist? I hate it, man. I hate the smoke yeah. in the casinos, dude. But uh, you know what was really cool? You guys didn't really get to experience this, but when I was in Vegas an extra day, because the flight I found that night to replace the flight that got canceled, also got canceled. And then so I had to book another flight for the next day, which fortunately I was able to do, which was very difficult. But I, re I visited Resorts World and the, the, the food, I guess it's the food court, it's not really a food court, but it's a food court called um, Famous Foods, has like 16 of the greatest chefs in the world, most of them uh, coming out of Asia, uh, Korean food, Japanese food, Chinese food, dumplings, noodles, and this is some of the freshest, most amazing food you've ever had in your life. And it's served in like a high-end food court. It blew my mind how good it was. So like next time you guys are in Vegas, go to Resorts World just for the famous foods food court. Gosh, that absolutely blew my mind. Oh, Planet uh, 13. Hey, Chris, you went to Planet 13, didn't you? Oh, dude. Yeah, it was Ke is Kevin. Why is everyone talking to Kevin? Is he on here? Uh, uh, I think he made a comment earlier about... Yeah, so so here's the thing. Um, I went to Planet 13. Yes, so much happened, dude. Oh, my God. Planet 13 was so sick. I had such high expectations for Planet 13. My expectations were through the roof. And I walked in there. And the second I walked into their, like, grand room shop, I, my mind was blown. Guys, they had 74 registered. The entire perimeter of the room, like like a soccer stadium, like all around it was registers with, with digital numbers above them. And so you basically get in a line queue and you get a number between, basically it eventually sends you to one of the 74 registers. And then someone's waiting for you to help curate your purchase, right? Um, but what I love about that format is that they built this concept to, meaning, could you imagine getting to check out 74 people every couple of minutes with an average purchase price of sometimes, I don't know what it is. It could theoretically be hundreds of dollars. I don't know what the actual average purchase price is. That is really impressive because I now seeing them as a retailer that when we fully get out of this pandemic, let's call it in eight months, okay, eight to nine months, and Vegas is going off, right? I think they are going to crush. Also, I don't know anything about their Orange County um, shop that they just opened. And I know even less about how their Chicago shop is going to do. But I do think if the Chicago shop so, does yeah. as well as Vegas, Chicago could be huge. That's by the way. my That's question though, because Vegas does seem like it's a destination. It, everything's big there. You go to restaurants just to see the, you know, the so is Chicago of they though. spent on the location. Is Chicago, like the Apple store in Chicago is impressive, but is there any other retailer that you go to Chicago to go? We're talking see? about with Chicago. There's the Magic Mile. The the whole uh, they've got a whole retail but, downtown. Center. But how many? Think about how many tourists come through Chicago a year. It's a yeah. lot, Dave. Like it's a Chicago lot. That was pretty awesome. We've got a, any city that's got a Joe's Steak and Crab. I'm in on. 
so true. I'm in, me too. Uh, awesome. Listen, I, I do question their decision to go into Orange County. Maybe they know something that we don't, that I don't understand. Um, but I do feel like if they can pull off this type of a theme park store, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Um, if they can pull that off in six to eight cities with the scalability they have there, if cannabis does ultimately come around the next five to 10 years and enable them to do that, you're looking at, first of all, the company trades at a reasonable basis, right? It's not, it's not necessarily a hype, uh, high multiple company. This is a really interesting cannabis play, I think. Again, we're not financial advisors. This is what I'm investing in, right? Well, like, it's the I'm magnificent a... mile, not the magic mile. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys let me on this thing? That's Mil Millennial <laughs> Park is near that, right? There's so many things. Yes, that's one with the big, uh, the big uh, mirrored art sculpture thing. Dude, Lisa Autry drove just like you, but I don't know where she drove home to. If she might, who knows? She might live close. Hopefully, it wasn't as far as that... Dallas because that was. So yeah. Oh, Ryan drove from Vegas to Austin. Ryan Borner. Oh, oh yeah, that's I mean, even... same thing. So we had the Further. same experience pretty much. Dude, Actually, the, the best part of the drive was in Nevada, like going down. Because um, we, if we had time, we could stop and see the Hoover Dam. Um, but it was really pretty driving through there. Megan wanted to take the big van and do a road trip. <laughs> I'm Can sure you imagine? She did. We, we didn't <laughs> obviously do that, but. Uh... Oh, by the way, there's a uh, there's a RV convention meetup for other fellow road trekkers. I'm going to that on. If anyone's in Dallas and has a road trek, meet me there. <laughs> Dude, I if I weren't going to Houston on Saturday for I'm um, for a uh, Collecticon. Collecticon's in oh, Houston, guys. If you're in Houston, Collecticon. We're having a big show in Houston. Maybe fifteen thousand attendees. We're having Vanilla Ice. Ready for this? We have Vanilla Ice. We booked to come up on stage and sing Ice Ice Baby with the actual, real Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who are also going to be at Eclecticon, and going to do the dance on Wait, stage, Ice Ice Baby with Vanilla Ice. Dude, for like 20 or 30 bucks, that's got to be the best ticket in Texas this weekend. Sports cards, Pokemon, uh, old video games. Eclecticon is like literally one of the funnest things ever. We're going to take it national next year, guys. You're going to see Collecticon, our conference in Florida, in, in the Northeast, on the West Coast, in Chicago, in the Midwest. Uh, we're looking at seven new cities next year. So, But definitely go to Collecticon in Houston if you guys are around this weekend, for sure. I think Vanilla Ice is on at 1 p.m. on Saturday. But Dave, I would be there. If not for Collecticon, I would definitely do that. Uh, thoughts on Crocs? Uh, I have not researched Crocs in three weeks, okay? So, like, it's been three weeks since I've looked at Crocs data. Uh, so, ask, ask me again next week. I don't know when earnings are, but I will do some work on Crocs over the weekend. Earnings maybe are on Monday. Uh, October 21st. Ooh, that is so coming get up. get ready. It's uh, oh. the 15th today. Okay, let's, let's talk about Crocs early next week, then. I'll, I'll look at the data. I'll get, I promise, I'll, I haven't been in Discord in, a, in, like, a week and a half. I'll get back in Discord. Uh, we're going to try to do some shows next week that are just high conviction, or at least in the community's eyes, high conviction social arb trades. Because now that we're back, we actually have time to focus and research that stuff. So, oh, by the way, getting back to Plant 13, I do think this is really interesting. Uh, the Chicago store, it looks like, is potentially completely financed by a third-party individual uh, who is owning 51% of that store. And it looks like someone mentioned that they think they're applying for a license for Florida. If they can pull off this, this growth strategy using other people's capital with these sorts of partnerships, I think that could be a game changer for them. So I'm like, how are they getting all the money to grow like this? But if someone else is financing it and they're putting up the money for these mega locations, and let me tell you guys, it's not cheap building what they built. Like it's, it's a pretty mega location. That's a cool strategy. And I... I could say this, they will destroy in Florida. If they can open up in South Florida, they will absolutely destroy. That I know. Uh, they're only 420, four, four bucks, a little over four bucks. 420, wait, what? $4.20 is what That's exactly where I want to buy that stock. <laughs> I know, it's, I don't know if it's That's crazy, look at that. Okay, I'm, I, I, was, I was waiting to buy it, but now that it's at yeah, I mean, it's come down from eight bucks. So it's, it's back at a, a totally reasonable level. Um, okay, what else, guys? What do you got to talk about? Peloton, can, we've talked about Peloton so much. It continues to get crushed. 
I have not. Oh yeah, I'll talk about Reese Witherspoon in a minute. Uh, Peloton. I'm just not touching it. I'm not. I'm not selling. I'm not selling any of my Peloton here. I'm not buying more. But I'm not selling it. Nothing's they have earnings coming out uh, November 10th for the uh, period that ended September. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about earnings. I'm nervous about the short term. I have very little conviction in Peloton when it comes to the short term. I Except have it's much gone down so long. much that I think that there could be an upside. I'm not buying. I mean, just because something goes down doesn't mean it's going up. I mean, you know. I, listen, I think it's really important, guys. Just when you don't have a feel for what's going to happen, when you don't have an information edge, you have to admit it. And in the short run, like right now for this earnings, there is zero information edge, long or short, that I have. I have no clue what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to hedge my position into earnings or not like I did last time. I do not know. I just don't feel good or bad about Peloton. So I don't want to comment on it for the short term right now. Um, Reese Witherspoon. So you guys know I took a pretty big position in World of Women. Uh, Reese came out uh, last week and just as I anticipated, as we called, uh, said that she had purchased her first NFTs. Not NFT. She purchased her first NFTs. We have no idea what NFTs those are. We have no idea what her strategy is. But I do believe that there's a high probability that if Reese Witherspoon has purchased more than one NFT, and she said NFTs with an S, that it's likely that some of those NFTs that she purchased were either World of Women, Boss Beauties, or Crypto.Chicks. Crypto.Chicks. That is my thought. So I went in now and I have purchased Crypto.Chicks and I purchased uh, Boss Beauties. Now, both of those were trending down all week. I don't know what to think about this. I don't have strong, strong feelings about Crypto Chicks or Boss Beauty. Um, I do have some friends that really like Boss Beauties. And I, ha I have to say this. I think the art on Crypto Chicks is outstanding. I think it's really cool. I actually love the art of Crypto Chicks. And I bought a bunch of them. And I think at some point, I don't know when, how long did she take, guys, between her announcement of buying into crypto and buying into NFTs? Is it about three it weeks, like a, two to three weeks? No, it was shorter than that. Shorter than that? So yeah. I do think there's a likelihood in the next one to two weeks uh, that she will come out and announce which NFTs she's purchased. Uh, I do think she'll likely do that in a big way. I think it's going to be a very exciting moment. Uh, I have purchased some of these in anticipation, but what am I actually doing that I think is even more important than that, which is getting alerted every single time Reese waits, because we now know that when she announces, it is likely to be announced through a tweet on her account. So go to Reese Witherspoon's account, turn on alerts, and the second, the second she tweets something is when I will be rushing out to buy more of those NFTs that she bought. Okay, so some I can't live in that life, Chris. She, she retweeted in that life. <laughs> so Why? Weird to get. Why? 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 Learn it every time what? somebody tweets something. I have alerts from breaking. She doesn't marketers. tweet that really often. Kills me already, right? <laughs> she doesn't tweet that often. Yeah, I need, like, I need a super alert for people that I really want to hear about because I do have way too many alerts already set up. Twitter is my most active yeah. uh, notification. Uh, clarification, she retweeted about buying her first ETH and that's why I thought it was shorter. She actually tweeted that on September 2nd originally and then October 11th is when she announced she bought her first ETH. Okay, so if, it's, if she stays so, with the same type of frequency... We could be expecting something in a matter of weeks. And, and, and it would make sense that if she's accumulating NFT, she has been consulted to not disclose what she's accumulating until she's done yep. accumulating, right? And yes. so that it tells me that she is continuing to accumulate NFTs. I don't know what account she has. I would die to know what account she has. If any of us in the community... If you, if you want to really go detective mode on something that would be a slam dunk and you think you could pull this off, try to figure out who, Find what, her Ethereum account, what Ethereum account, her yeah. address is a cumulative. And look at, I would look at ones that are purchasing, you know, all the above, like World of Women, Crypto Chicks, uh, Boss Beauties, one or more of those. And especially... Did she say that she did it yesterday? The day that she posted, did she say when it was? Because you can look for purchases that were made on that day or right before that day, right? Yeah, she just said just. Would, she, didn't, she didn't specify. She didn't give it. She, she knows. She's been advised. Snoop Dogg is advising her on how to be an NFT uh, mogul. 
So, you know, and Snoop's involved. Oh. Snoop was an early investor in Robin Hood. This makes me want to jump off a roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Playboy stock is a Halloween trade. I don't know, guys. I haven't researched that one. Playboy is such a weird company right now. It's just very weird. I don't Wait, quite... they stopped I making to... the magazine, right? But then did they start again? Because I don't know what's going mm -hmm. on. I don't... But Jordan, no, it's all about clothing. Like, they sell a clothing, and I went to their clothing line. You know, who am is I to terrible? judge it? But I just didn't think it yeah. made a lot of sense. I didn't really get it. Um, I went to the mall and looked at it, and it just... It did not impress me at all. I didn't really see yeah, it in the store. Do they have a store, or is this... Yeah, I just I just went to their uh, website and it appears that they they do sell Halloween styles, but I don't see in in don't see any magazine or. Yeah. It's By the way, I just life. realized I'm so upset. Uh, someone here's like messaging Kevin to buy tattooed chef, and I really wanted to talk to I think Jeremy. Jeremy. About yeah, you would want to talk chef. to Jeremy. About and I completely chef. forgot. I, I was like, I was like, I was right next to him being like, I was like, dude, I want to talk to him about something. What was it? And now I just remembered because we're, I'm in Tattooed Chef as well. I'm, I'm actually a big believer. I don't think we've actually had an episode of Chef yet, but we want to. And so, um, maybe we did. I don't we know if we talked about him. I think we've talked about him. I know we've talked about it, but Young Investor we, like, dedicated was... a bunch of research to Yeah. Young Investor was into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, my and biggest you talked about issue is not it. a... It's not a huge issue. It just takes a really long time for a frozen food brand to expand uh, their distribution and expand their retail presence because you ha there's a lot of planning, a lot of investment, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of logistics involved. And those retailers that are selling Tattooed Chef, they don't just turn over new shelf space quickly to new vendors. But if you look behind the scenes, and I visit a lot of stores where Tattooed Chef uh, is selling through, and they had pretty small, small allocations, right, in the freezer section, but they're getting bigger. And based on their sell-through, I don't think that trend is going to reverse. I think that trend continues to move forward because they've already announced that they are adding tons of SKUs. Uh, I think that information is in lockstep with their retailers who are willing to accept more skis, right? Yeah. And I just think it's like this long-term growth story. It's like not that exciting in the short run, but over the course of a few years, I think Tattooed Chef will look back in three years, four years and be like, wow, like they've really have a presence now. Like they, they've just crushed it. And I, I just, I love what they're doing. Like they're, it's, it's a great... Well, I think it's a really well-run founder-led company in a space that's really hard to show fast growth. And I think the market will punish you in the short run if you don't show immediate insane growth because the market doesn't understand fast food brands are not tech, okay? They're not tech. And we could make an argument that they're overvalued. I'm not getting, you know, I don't get involved with fundamentals. All I'm saying is I think long-term, if they execute on their strategy, the, the fundamentals, whether they continue to be inflated or not, I think I'm good there. Not financial advisors, but I do like Tattooed Chef, and we'll talk about it in more detail. I just, I think uh, there's, there's other things I'd rather be invested in Tattoo Chef. It's, that's what it's all about. I, I, unlike you, I don't have just a little bit in. I, I'm not building a mutual fund where I have to have like a thousand stocks in my portfolio. I like to have just something that I can, I can even remember what I own. And like the other day, I was Jordan actually commented in one of our group chats about wanting to. Uh, gosh, I wish I owned Shopify, right? Yeah. And I was like, I think I own Shopify, and I checked, and I don't own Shopify right now. What? Oh. No, you bought it, and then you sold it. Oh, Dave it. sold. Dave sold. He sold, but then he re-bought on that big Nasdaq dip. So then he would have had to have resold. He did. I I remember when Dave was like, get, he, yeah. occasionally Dave like gets very like trading, like he starts to trade out of stuff. Yeah. I think I remember when you did did that. But uh, oh, we'll touch on Kevin's hair in a minute. But <laughs> which I actually, by the way, I will give him credit. Kevin's yellow hair looks super cool in person. On like video, it looked a little like neon. I thought it was a digital effect. I couldn't even tell for sure, but it looked too real. It was tracking his head too perfectly. So I thought, okay, yeah. he, that might be real. Does he have a black it's light in the studio in with person. him? No, it is that color in real life. It's amazing. It, I think it's brighter. It's, 
Was it shocking? No, I thought it was sweet. I thought it was awesome. I, 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 like I was, I, like I was too. actually, I was gonna rip on him when I saw him with the hair in person. But the second I saw him at our party, I was like, dude, the hair was actually pretty sweet. Like, I think it looks a lot better in person. What did um, you do with those gummy bears, Dave? Dave? I thought those were those were just gummy bears. I thought they were just uh, regular gummy, gummy bears. bears. Yeah. It's weird. So okay, I do want to talk about <laughs> Dogecoin Millionaire for a second because here's the thing. So. A lot of the millennial money crew has had sit downs with Dogecoin um, and they have all tried to convince him just to be responsible and just to kind of think about diversification and like just try to get him to think and process about what he's doing. And he doesn't have to just be all in this one asset. I had my version of that conversation with him. And from what I understand, he then had a conversation with a couple other people and told them that I might have been the person to really change his thinking. Now, I don't know if he's gonna sell any actual Doge, but I know that I've made an impact, at least an impact on Doge. his thought process. And here's what I told him. I was like, listen, I do not want, I do not want Dogecoin to be the beginning and end of you and your brand and everything you're about. Like you, you nailed it, you killed it. You saw something that other people didn't see. We can debate whether what you saw was rational or irrational, or if you got lucky, or if it was strategic, it doesn't matter. You did get into something early, you crushed it. Now, maybe you have some sort of talent to see other things that other people don't see. And you do potentially can be a great social arbitrator. I challenged him. I'm like, I want to know what's next for you. And you haven't shown us anything yet. When I asked him one critical question, I said, how much of your time do you spend thinking about Doge? And he said 90% of his time. And I said, that's a problem because only 10% of your time is out there trying to recreate what you found with Doge in something else. And there's new things every day. As we know, our community finds things every day and you're never going to find them because you're so obsessed with one thing that, by the way, if you're not selling that thing, fine. Doesn't mean you have to think about it 90% of your day. You could, it, because if you find something else that's better or more interesting, then you can make the decision. Do I yeah. sell some Dogecoin to invest in this thing? We'll see if he does it. Well, the good know. news is he's got, you know, I mean, he's got an audience. He's got people around him that uh, they want the best for him. So we'll hope that evolves well. I just wanted to get that out. I, I feel like I, I did everything I could. He was a nice guy. He was actually a super nice guy. And I hope, I hope he does well, whether it's Dogecoin or something else. Um, Okay, so uh, what else, guys? Uh, I, I I can't do any weddings, uh, Dasan. Uh, unfortunately, on Monday, <laughs> a Monday wedding in Austin. Uh, I'm in Houston for a day trip. I'm in so much like crap with my family for getting out of town so much. Like I'm literally taking a day trip, and I am missing a wedding on Saturday when I go to Collecticon in uh, this weekend. Or I'm missing a wedding this weekend already. So sorry, I cannot. Uh, thoughts on Chinese stocks? I. I'm still going to be careful. I don't have any reason with all the opportunity with U.S. stocks and stocks that trade in the U.S. exchange. I don't have any reason to throw the dice with a Chinese stock right this moment. I just only have so much bandwidth and I'm not going to spend them focused on Chinese stocks. When the social ARB methodology is most at risk, when there's some other thing, piece of information that could be more important than the thing you're trading. And with Chinese stocks, you are always going to be at risk that something on the macro level in China is going to be more important than the micro piece of information that you thought you saw that no one else saw in that Chinese stock. And so I don't want to go to sleep every night worried about, you know, is China going to mess up their stocks, right, their equities uh, the next day because of some decision that's being made. So I'm not saying I'm opposed to investing in Chinese stocks. I just don't want to focus my personal energy on them because I'm already overwhelmed with U.S. Based opportunities, right, Jordan? Well, look, I, mean, I think you so get much... exposure to the Chinese market from American stocks, right? We know sure. that from sure. some of these major corporations that they are looking at, you know, a big part of their growth being in Asia. And so I think that's how you get your exposure. At least that, that's, the way, that, that's the way I think about it. Hey, Ryan, we did not move to Webull and Thinkorswim. Like, I don't know what you're referring to, but that's we're not on Webull or Thinkorswim. Uh, I don't believe any of us are on those platforms. Not that there's anything wrong with them at all. Uh, what else, you guys? What I use Schwab. I was I was looking at when I sold uh, Shopify. It was back in April when it had gone up here to uh, 
the uh, 1470 range and mm. it came back down and so I I saw it hit this kind of upper so I sold it right around here. I, um, I have it. a message for Lemon Crypto. Lemon Crypto says that he or she has a list of possible NFTs that Reese could have bought 10 to 15 tops. We'll share it on Discord. I don't know what your methodology is, but if you actually have some methodology beyond just a guess, a guess, can you please also email chris at dumbmoney.tv Lemon Crypto, I would love to understand what your methodology was. That is something I want to spend some time on myself. So please let me know because I love that trade. I love, love, love the Reese Witherspoon NFT trade. If we can start to get some conviction in what it is that she is buying. And I saw Lemon Crypto also asked about uh, uh, Coinbase. And yes, I am still holding my Coinbase. I can't see. Yeah, to I'm out. Message on I'm screen. out of coin. Been cruising back uh, up, back up to two seventy seven. Oh. Dave, there's another fake dumb money Instagram account that's probably defrauding people. Big Gucci Gago says, "Can you guys, yeah. if there is one, could you show us what it is? Can you please report it Just in our behalf?" It. Yeah, I, I report it. it. I, I send the uh, what's the you know, email, Dave? They should send you so we know. Uh, well, I don't know. Report it, it actually okay. through Instagram. No, to then... us, but how about us, so we know at least. I want to know Just about messages. All of us. Messages through Instagram. We're uh, dumb money. Okay. We are dumb money TV, spelled exactly that way. Dumb money, yeah. t- and any other spelling is not us. And, and what they do, they copy the entire account. They pull all of our existing uh, thumbnails and photos down, and, yeah. and create a fake account. Yeah. And we're not verified because you know, maybe yeah. maybe we maybe might... follow us on uh, Instagram so we can get verified. We like to keep it small and intimate. I I, I will say this. I really loved the intimacy of that Friday night event in Vegas. Like if it was real, we were able to talk to everybody there, um, even have the money old money crew there and they were able to hang out and talk to people. I think it would have been a very different type of event if we had a thousand people. So, but we, we'll figure out a way to do something bigger. But I, li- I like that we have a smallish <laughs> community that actually cares about what. Yeah, I, I found um, Solar and Enphase. I think Enphase is a great company. I just think they're mildly expensive. I should have bought them when they dropped into the 120s, I think. Um, didn't do it, so now I'm kicking myself, but no, they're a great company. They make am, uh, I power still, am I still enjoying the Bronco, dude? I would had the top down this morning. It is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever had since being 16 years old, driving my CJ uh, back in 89 or, 89 or 1990. It's incredible. If you get a Bronco, consider getting the soft top because it's just like latch, latch, throw it back, and you have a convertible. If you have a hard top, you have to like take pieces off and put them in the trunk. I don't know exactly how easy or hard that is, but the soft top Bronco is the greatest thing ever. The only thing that would make it better is if I had the ability to have an electric version of it, which at some point we will have the ability to do that, and I'll have the ability to plug it in. Does it have wind in the way when you're driving down the freeway? Wind noise? A little bit, a tiny bit. It's not like as quiet yeah. as like a full sedan or hard top, but it's not terrible, Jordan. I wouldn't Is necessarily it better than love... like a Jeep? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I wouldn't want to go on like a huge road trip in it with the soft top, yeah. right? Like it, it wouldn't be like the greatest thing, but I certainly wouldn't mind doing it either. Like it wouldn't bother me that much. If yeah, I, I saw, I saw I... yours. I thought, the tr- I thought the truck itself looked really nice. It was just a Ford, yeah. but... Um, I don't have any thoughts on SPH, uh, suburban propane guys. I have not researched that stock since I sold many, many months yeah. ago. Yes, I'm still in tap. In fact, I want to disclose uh, I am getting all kinds of research reports, uh, inside research reports on the beer industry. And I just read one yesterday. Everything looks relatively good for tap, whether it's the Coors business, the Miller Lite business, the Topo Chico business. They are they are really going hard to be the number three hard seltzer brand. Um, they're really pushing hard um, for uh, Zoa, Zoa Energy to be a number three energy brand. I'm having difficulty pulling like real-time data as to whether or not they're succeeding. But behind the scenes, all the stuff that's coming out of the beer industry in terms of distribution and sell-through looks reasonable. It looks okay. Nothing to super scare me other than a report that Molson Coors is dramatically increasing transit cost. And they're having some kind of increased fees for transit to their distributors. And that's super pissing their distributors off. I don't know what type of 
like backlash that will have on the Does this company. Does have to do with so like the truck shortage that's going on right now, or do they have their it own? It probably truck? has How to do with work? a lot of stuff, Jordan. That yeah. and also lack of drivers and all kinds right. of other and gas prices, right? So I have a okay-ish position in TAP. It's not nearly as big as it used to be. I'm going to keep that for now, as I think the closer we get to coming out of the pandemic, and it kind of feels a little bit better every day. I think that will continue to benefit TAP. I did increase my position slightly in Playa Resorts. Um, did you? Based, uh, I'll still, tell I'm you why. I sent, I think I sent you guys, I think you and Jordan, a report that many people might have missed that basically came out and said that travel in the Dominican Republic, which is where their largest resorts are, uh, was up significantly in September. I want to say like maybe 28% from 2019 levels, or maybe it was 20% from 2019 levels. It was pretty substantial. And that, I think, that came out, I think, two days ago. I think that's just a great sign for Playa Resorts. I also checked the Playa Resorts web traffic on those Dominican resorts, and it looks pretty good. Uh, they also have Mexican resorts. They also have Jamaican resorts. Yep. A little bit harder to get a gauge on those, but I did increase my position a bit recently. I did downgrade it about a month ago as well when I had any cash, but it is up some. Oh, sorry, guys. I Can you talk for a minute? I got to take this call on a real estate closing. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. Uh, so, Jordan, uh, were you ever in uh, Topo Chico? I know that was one of Chris's big trades, and I know that he he's still in it. And I saw some comments asking about it because, uh, like, is it uh, tap? Were you talking about tap? holding it in the winter? Is that risky? Yeah. What holding tap in the winter? Are you in that tap? Like, uh, yeah, I'm in tap. It's like a, it's like less than a hundred basis points. Um, wait, what? Are you sure that you're talking about tap? Wait, Topo Chico. Well, that's what. Um, yeah, that's what. Hisham asked, holding tap coming in winter. Isn't oh, in the winter, risky? isn't that risky? Tap has investments in Hexos, CD Beverage, Tea in Colorado. Yeah. They introduced Topo Chico in Canada this week, according yeah. to Josh. Yeah, look, I mean, it's not a huge holding for me, so I'm not worried about it. Um, like I said, I mean, it's like, it's small. Yeah, and it's been, so. it's been just falling for, but. Yeah, well, look, I mean, so I think the biggest, um, the biggest issue with them is that we were hoping to get back concerts and sporting events and all these things and they we have gotten sporting events and so you know i'm surprised to see the fall because of that but uh you know but we have we have this uh we have this delta virus cruising around and look at sam adams it's just as or, or well, so more sam, sam adams has a different story and so it could be a sympathy i don't know but sam adams basically came out and said that their um seltzer sales aren't uh are, are declining and yeah. so well, and, um, and, and it could that, be that would make me nervous to... about the TAP, uh, Topo Chico component of uh, TAP. Right, unless they're falling because of Topo Chico, right? Because Topo Chico is a better tasting, you know, yeah. a better tasting beverage. Well, no, no, wait, wait. First of all, Jordan, I don't know what you're referring to. It's falling. Nothing's falling. It was, it was. No, I'm talking about Sam not... Adams. So Sam Adams fell because yeah, they, they, they weren't they lowered their guide on the seltzer. On their seltzer. No, no, no it, it was because yeah. they weren't growing as aggressively as the crazy aggressive plan they That's what I'm on. saying. They, they, were they still... lowered the guide, right? Yeah, they lowered, they lowered the guide. Yeah. The guide was so aggressive, it was insane. Right. Yeah, and they, and they did lower the guide. But everything, just, just so you understand, the whole market is definitely growing for hard seltzer. Right. It's growing pretty fast. It's just growing a little less fast than all these crazy expectations yeah. were for it. So... You know, I think with Topo, it's not a matter of the market growing 30% or 40%. It's a matter of how much they can take from that market. But it was a net negative for, for TAP when that news came out. No doubt yeah. about it. Um, so I think it's really interesting. I think I think the, the also the energy drink, the ZOA energy drink, is a storyline that's just not getting a lot of eyeballs. But if they actually were to pull off anything remotely close to being the number three energy drink, that it would be insane. You know the company has their eyeballs on it, right? If they can pull it off, I don't know. These things don't happen overnight. And again, we're we're all so used to like tech, right? Like we don't realize that when it comes to hard products, create like making ZOA or making like beer or making hard cells, you can't making, just flip a switch. Yeah. You have to ramp up. It, it, it's 
it takes a lot of time. It's a different type of investment. Did I get, did any of us gamble in Vegas? I'll tell you about my gambling story. I know Jordan, you have one. I spent. I saw you during your gambling story. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I gambled for a few hours. I lost a few hundred bucks only on three. What was it called? Texas Hold'em Ultimate or something like that. I love it. It was actually super fun. Like it actually makes you think like you can't just, it's not like blackjack where you're just throwing cards out every time. You actually have to think a little bit about when you're playing Texas Hold'em Ultimate. It's an awesomely fun game. The odds are probably way worse than blackjack. But I did love, did you guys see the roulette tables that were digitized? So not roulette, not roulette, not roulette. I mean the uh, craps tables. There were full craps tables. Oh, no, I didn't see with that. A bunch of, what? Like a digital screen? Resorts World had them, and then maybe the Cosmo had them. Yeah, no, no. No, a full, okay, imagine a craps table, but instead of having velvet or whatever, the whole thing is like gl- a glass screen, and the dice are like dice that fall on this glass screen. And then everybody has their own little separate computer and you place your bets on the computer. Wait, so do you still throw the dice? He's gone. (laughs) So I did gamble. It's just like being on an actual phone call with Chris because in the middle of it, he just like, so yeah, after the, uh, so after the Pokemon event, Adrian and I went and watched the AM football game. We won, we beat Alabama. Um, and oh yeah, there it is. So, so here it is. afterwards, I went down a with pop-up blocker, Alan and reminder. Adrian. And we we played a few games of crafts, lost all of our money in like I don't know five minutes <laughs> left. Yeah, no, I I didn't gamble at all. I you know yeah. I've I've done that. It used to be fun. You know the odds are against you. I'd rather take that money and make money in the stock market. Yeah, I but agree. Th- this That's table does look know. pretty cool. The only game that I like to play is craps because, you know, like stuff is going on. Because of the excitement. Because uh, there's like people and act. Yeah. But this digital Uh, thing, they're still like using physical, like, I guess. Well, you can't get rid of the physical dice. That's the fun part. This just like uh, makes it easier so they can hire dealers that don't know how to play the game, maybe. Well, think, no, no, think about it. No, I think, Dave, I think it's the quickness. The quickness. And the no, accuracy and no of the payoffs. Think about it. They only have to monitor for theft at that point. It's all digital. Yes, correct. It's insane. Yeah. By the way, we should figure out who makes those things. Like, is there a company that makes those? Uh, if I could see every casino moon, and it's probably one of the big, you know. Yeah, one of the big gaming companies. companies. And, and I don't know if it's better or worse for. By the way, this could be a social arb trade, everyone. Let's let's look into who's making the all the digital tables for this, and if that is a better situation for that company versus what they used to sell, which are it's the old be, school. Tables. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be better for the casinos, right? Um, got to be better for the casinos. I think it's also better. So for the the, uh, the table has- the table that was installed at the Harris Las Vegas was by Azure Gaming America Inc., the first of its kind in Nevada, according to the Las Vegas New Journal. Thing. So there's, um, there's the. Are you and Charles and Covard still, guys? I need to check. That someone's asking if we're still in Charles and Covard. I'm not. I've got it, but it is. I mean, it's a micro position for me. I I haven't sold any at all since I bought it, and uh, I haven't bought any more. I remember I announced when I was selling mine. I don't know if I, I sold all of it though. I still have. Oh no, I still have forty thousand shares in my uh, charitable uh, foundation of Charles and yeah. Covard. So I I do still have forty thousand shares, guys. In my charitable foundation. Uh, how does the atmosphere look in Vegas? Exploding tourists and travelers or weaker Vegas traffic? I'll tell you, it was terrible at our hotel. There was terrible. No, I, I feel, that's the one thing I did film is just walking through the casino floor with zero people there. No, well, there let me tell you this day later. So like, our our place didn't get busy until like eleven or twelve p.m. Yeah. Yeah, but but let me tell you this. I went to I stayed at the Cosmopolitan on Sunday night after you guys left me alone in Vegas. Uh, and ditch me, and who, who it was. You? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. It, 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 it was. It was packed. When I was say it? packed, I mean all night, like literally, like a fight night in Vegas. Packed that hotel. It was insane. Well, on Jordan Sunday and night. I went and, to Cosmo before you were off doing else, and Jordan and I went yeah. to Cosmo, and it it there was a good crowd. We had to wait to get a table at the uh, bar that we went to, and what yeah, that, uh, it's, it's just a different scene. Like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend hanging out at this uh, Virgin Hotel just because it was was dead there and it was a weird crowd. Even yeah. even on Sunday when we were leaving, uh, it, 
Okay, so they have this um, this bar that is a sports-themed, sports betting thing, and there were like two DJs, one playing on the patio and one playing inside, and they were playing different songs, and their speakers were both loud enough that you could hear them both. That drives me crazy. That would give me a panic yeah, attack. I would have to leave. Jordan, where me and Dave ate lunch on su- Sunday. Sunday is yeah. it is your worst nightmare. It was the worst. <laughs> it was. I'm gonna tell you, there's the no worst place. Place. We're looking at the pool that had yet another yeah. set of music. It was at least soft enough down there, or far enough away that it wasn't bleeding into the competing like, you know, base that we had going. It's terrible. The uh, the place that I went and watched the AM game was amazing. It like overlooked the Bellagio yeah. fountain, and so we like looked behind. We could see Bellagio. It was awesome. I do have to say that Vegas, more so than ever, has become a place not, it's not one place, it's a lot of different places, meaning like dependent upon where you are, it's a totally different experience. You could have the worst experience ever and just a couple blocks away at a different place, different setting, have the greatest experience ever. So it really is fragmented, you have to be careful with your choices. I personally still love, and I've been to every casino now on the Strip and off the Strip pretty much. I love the Cosmopolitan. I don't think any hotel has as good of a vibe as they have there. They have a really good scene. It's good energy. The rooms are it's awesome. Beautiful. That hotel is beautiful on the inside. They've done a really good job with it. The views of the fountain, the Bellagio fountain, are insane. Especially yeah. if you have a balcony room, you could like really feel the fountain. I yeah. absolutely love that place. So, um, yeah. What what else, guys? Anything else before we? Uh, yeah, we're over an hour now, so we uh, we should wrap up with a little rapid fire if anyone has anything else. Yeah, and while people are asking questions, I just want to reiterate this. Um, I had an amazing time with y'all. That, not you guys. Well, you guys, yes. Dave and I, I enjoyed hanging out with you, Chris. It was actually good to see you in person. Even though we live one block away from each other. I, it, I hung it, out with it, you more. I, I went to lunch with you. I, I'd never do that. And Jordan, too. I got to go to lunch with Jordan one-on-one with our, with our wives and others. It, it was, was pretty. Awesome. It was pretty. It was pretty David. Sweet, I had the biggest I... margaritas ever. Oh my god! So I post. I posted that on my uh, Instagram. Jordan with a double-handed margarita in his face. But also, I want to say that I love hanging out with the community because you not. You don't really know. Listen, I'm, we haven't been YouTubers that long, and like we didn't really know what it would be like to be in a room with a hundred people that found us on the internet. And as it turns out, kind of what I was suspecting just from the discord community you guys are freaking awesome like every our community members you guys are just so great i just regret that i had no energy to party with y'all after hours even our even our like our discord mods like went out and i couldn't even go out with them i couldn't even go out with any of the you know the guests the vip partner guests that we had like i apologize i want to do this again someday when i could just go hang and go drinking with you guys whatever and Maybe we do it in a place chill. that isn't Vegas because Vegas just zaps your energy. There's so much going on. Just um, an idea. I think Maybe I could have a lot of fun that... in Vegas if it was just I, I didn't have a huge Pokemon event and all these other random things and a film crew following me and speeches to give and all that stuff. And by the way, if we were yeah, staying at a better the hardest place, working person. I I basically just showed up to the Pokemon event and <laughs> enjoyed all the food that you had uh, prepared for us, and it was it was really good. They had like sushi in the shape of a Pokeball. Yes, uh, Pokeball it poke. was awesome, and th- and that and we did raise hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for pediatric autism and brain charities. So that was super super cool to do, uh, and I hope we can do something like that again in the future. Dave, I'll see you tonight. Jordan, yes. I hope to see you next week to give you your wig because so we can all wear them together at some point in the next week on this show. Yes, we need to. Uh, that would be super cool. And guys, we have lots of good episodes coming up. Please, please like this. Please give us a thumbs up, guys. We'd really appreciate a thumbs up right now. And also uh, hit that notification bell. And we'll be back with our, you know, curated 15-minute social ARB episodes maybe as soon as Monday. And we'll see you in the Discord community. We love you guys. Thanks for supporting us this last year. For those that made it to Vegas, it was the funnest time. Uh, we will do it again in a bigger way.